Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Decide clearly what the goal is, because if you if your goal is just to increase your stamina, then you're going to you need to find something that will actually do that. So work out what the actual goal is. What is it that you what is it that you want to do? It's not just losing weight. What is it that you want to achieve? I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. A warm welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're doing really well. Here in the UK, we've just gone into another lockdown for four weeks. So a definite change again, but 2020 is definitely the year to expect the unexpected. So it's just really going with the flow. But I'm sending all the love in the world to you wherever you are. Whatever you're feeling at the moment, I do hope that you're managing to navigate this very tricky, unprecedented, but definitely transformational time. So this week's guest is Nana Akua. She is a broadcast journalist. She is a presenter on the BBC Channel 5, Good Morning Britain, but she's also known as Lady Excise, who is a fitness expert and a master trainer. And she is so full of knowledge when it comes to exercise to motivation, to wellness. She has been through lots of times in her life where she's faced adversity, but she's used her mental strength, her exercise and her amazing go-getter personality to navigate through this. So if you're looking for a little bit more motivation when it comes to exercise, this is a great episode to really get into. And before we do jump into this week's show, I just wanted to remind you about some of the fab products that we have on our shop now. So if you go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. We now have gorgeous jade guashes on there, rose quartz guashas, jade rollers, rose quartz rollers, as well as a fusion by Danielle Collins moisturizing serum. All my DVDs are on there. Wall charts. So these are great quick references to face yoga, body yoga and well-being yoga. If you want to pop those on your desk, in your bathroom, they're gorgeous to frame. And also of course, all the information about our teacher training course, about the 10-day course of personal use and about my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga. So if you head to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, all the information is on there. So let's dive into this week's episode with the lovely Nana. Nana, hello and thank you so much for being on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's uh, 
Yeah, it's a pleasure. Oh, well, I'm really excited to have you on. I was trying to remember the first time we chatted, and I think I came on one of your radio shows, but it must be quite a while ago now, maybe four, five years ago, because I came on to chat about face yoga, I think. Yes, that's right. It was um, my health show uh, that I had years ago on BBC Three Counties Radio. And uh, yes, we, we, I think we, I can't remember how I found you. I think I might've found you on Instagram or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were trying to find lots of different forms of exercise and it just jumped out at us that, you know, face yoga, that's a great thing. It's a, it's a wonderful idea. Definitely. Oh, I'm so pleased. It's lovely that we can reconnect now all these years later. And I just feel like so much has changed in that time. I mean, I know you're still super busy with everything you do with your exercise and with your presenting and your journalism. But particularly this year, I just think everything has changed. The world has changed. How has 2020 been for you as a whole? Do you know, I have to be honest, 2020 has been a phenomenal year for me as a whole. There were a few things. So before uh, we were locked down, I'd, um, I'd been offered a slot on BBC Radio 2, which was such a, it was like, that had been my goal to get there. Oh. And I was offered a slot to cover a show. Then there was the lady who was supposed to be doing the show. Her flight was cancelled because of COVID. And then, of course, I didn't get to do it because she could cover, she could do her thing. And there's another job that I had, which was on Five Live, which was a great opportunity. And we'd be, mm. I was at the second stage of interview. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know whether I would have got that job. There are all these amazing opportunities. And then, of course, COVID came along and everything changed. But on the bright side, you know, the job I do now, I ended up with sort of extra hours because they had to change the whole thing. So kind of double hours. Mm-hmm. and. And um, I got to do more on the Jeremy Vine show on TV, which is um, sort of a talk debate show, which is, you know, I'm passionate about live discussion and things like that. And in terms of fitness, I just discovered heat yoga. I, I, I always thought, oh, yoga, it's just so boring. It's so <laughs> I thought yoga is dull. It's just you sit in the room and then they just say, um, and, and I did some of this yoga and I realized it was like an Ashtanga yeah. type yoga in the heat. And as I, my background is gymnastics, I absolutely loved it. And so that was this year I ended up with better jobs, more work and discovered something that I'm quite passionate about, which I never thought in terms of fitness. I'm like a Zumba bunny. I'm a jump up and down. I'm a cardio bunny. Yeah. I'm not really a weights person. I, I found a passion for yoga, which is something that I'll be hopefully training and studying in the next year or as soon as we get out of this this ridiculousness. But COVID hasn't thankfully touched me in in, in a in a scarily negative way. I know people who've lost people, mm. but this year it, it it hasn't touched wood right now, affected me in that respect, other than put me in different a different situation where I have to make ends meet and win in that environment. So it's been challenging, but it's been it's been good. That's so nice to hear a positive story because there is so much I guess negativity, sad stories, difficult times. Mm. Um, and it's just so nice to hear someone say it's been phenomenal. That's just lovely. Yes. And that's that's just so wonderful as well that you've found yoga and that's been such a an important part of your year. What have you found that yoga has done for you or what has it added to your current exercise routine? Well, when I do my Zumba and everything, I'm elated. I get this energy and this 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 will and this power and this passion that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and then that. And when I do yoga, I get peace. Mm. So 
in the moments that I'm just doing, you know, you're doing the poses, you're in the heat as well. So I I have something called lupus. Well, I mean, they say it is it. You have to have four out of the 11 symptoms to have it. Mm-hmm. And I have a, a form of it that is slightly benign, so it's not as awful. And But one of the things it does do is it can give me rheumatoid arthritis, okay. which, to be honest, as a fitness person, I haven't really noticed, apart from my hands going a bit puffy, yoga and the heat kind of does something to my muscles as well it puts the heat in my throughout my body which is what I need to overcome all the difficulties that this kind of arthritis could give you could give you but it's the peace it's the moments of stillness that I can just relax and reflect in and I don't often get those moments so that's my my that's my favorite thing to just go into myself and just relax in that moment. It's, it's the, and that's what yoga definitely gives me in in comparison to the others, which are great, but you're not really relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> it does something very different, doesn't it's it? Peace. And it's, yeah, it's yeah, peace. yeah, that's just wonderful. I mean, that's exactly how I feel about yoga as well and why it's such a huge part of what I do. But how how did you sort of get in? I know yoga is something that you've come into more recently, but how did you get into exercise and the passion for not only doing exercise for yourself but to teach it to other people was that something which came a bit later on in life for you or have you always been very active and very into exercise well I've always been into exercise Mm. so I was a gymnast when I was at school I was the first person to do a round off backflip all in one thing you know so I did a round off and my my teacher at the time Mr Jevons He's, he was the headmaster, and as a result of me being so good at gymnastics and just finding that that school, uh, the school then became a proper gymnastics type school and became well known for it. So that's where I began. But my passion for teaching was actually when my family we moved to America when I was about eleven, and I was still doing gymnastics. In fact, the, the gymnastics was the thing that got me into the boarding school that I went to because they. That was one of the, the things. It was like, oh, she's really good at sport and gymnastics is great. She, she could be on our gym team. We'll, we'll, we'll give her a shot. So mm. I went to a really good international boarding school. But when I used to fly home to America, which is where my parents lived at the time, so you'd, I'd be at school in the UK and fly home to America. When I used to fly back, my mum, who'd just had given birth to my youngest brother, she started doing these workouts on the TV. In America, they had loads of it. So Jane Fonda at the time was doing her workouts and they were like 30-minute burn exercises that she would do on the telly. And my mum would do them to get her figure back. And she did. My mum got her figure back amazingly from doing this. And I used to do them alongside her. And I thought, God, and I can remember very, very clearly, we used to have this lovely house. And on the second floor of this house, it had like six floors, but it was split level. On the second floor of the house, which is where we did our workouts in the family room, I can remember very, very clearly looking at Jane Fonda and thinking, I'm, I'm going to do that. I would absolutely love to do that. And, and I did. And and then, and I, I started training after I had gave birth to my first child, Africa. She's now 12. And I had to fit something in with the guy that I was seeing at the time. And so I thought, well, what do I do? This is the chance now to do my fitness stuff. So I set about training as a um, an exercise to music instructor then I discovered Zumba and I started teaching in all over gyms all across Hertfordshire. And then eventually I had a, an injury, which was I um, I just set up my own sort of Zumba classes in the village where I was living. And it started out with about like 10 people. 
within five weeks I was I had like 80 people coming at a time wow. I had to have security on the door oh. I had to have somebody taking the money we took everybody's email address on their park form so we could email them and tell them everything and for at least three or four months it was just ridiculous I mean I was literally making a thousand pound a week just teaching Zumba in my own venue mm. and then unfortunately for me or fortunately in a way I was running the mum's race at my daughter's nursery as I sort of, I, I was winning, as I leapt over the line, I sort of, as I landed, I heard something snap. Oh. And what happened was I actually ruptured my anterior cruciate ligament in the knee, which is a serious ligament. If you rupture that, unfortunately, that's a year out. That's a year out. There's no mm. other way around it. So I had an operation. I took a year out. But whilst I was doing that, because I couldn't teach, I started getting other instructors to teach my classes. And I started making more money. I was like, hang on. I'm not even teaching this and I'm making more money. So I ended up being on the door. I had over a thousand clients. I would take the money. I organized it with instructors. I had a website with timetables. I was running about 10 classes a week of different uh, disciplines, running, putting people on programs and everything else like that. And before I knew it, that, that was, that was my business. And then I became a, I, I wrote to uh, fitness TV and my background is in writing programs on both TV and radio and selling them. So I sold the concepts and eventually started to present a program called Fit Gear, which is um, an, uh, a program all about exercise and fitness equipment on uh, fitness TV whilst also running my business. So that's, um, that's, that's how it came to me. That's how I became an instructor. And I've been teaching in personal training. I've been doing everything. I, I'm qualified in Zumba, Power Hoop. I'm a master trainer. I do body fit, um, body pump, sorry rebounding everything I trained in everything the only thing I didn't have was yoga mm. so that's 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 how I set up and how I became in, in, got into fitness that is just wonderful and you are superwoman I mean how you do all of that you do all your presenting and broadcasting work you're a mum how many children do you have is it three I have two do you have two so one's yeah. three and mm -hmm. the other one's 12. I mean, 12. just amazing how you and how do you balance it all? Um, how do you manage to do all of this and stay healthy and stay looking as amazing as you look as well? And by the way, if you don't mind letting everybody know your age, I mean, you look 20 years younger than you are, honestly. <laughs> really? Well, I'm 50, coming up to 50 oh, this year, next year. So just amazing. Century. Amazing. Yeah, Honestly, you. you look gorgeous. So how do you balance it all and how do you do this while still just looking as fabulous as you look? Well, I'll be honest, it's been it has been really difficult. There were times when it was really difficult because mm. when I had ivory, which is my, my child who's three, I actually had eclampsia, so full on eclampsia, which is where your blood pressure keeps rising and rising and rising. If they don't remove the thing that's making it rise, then basically it will kill you and it'll be gradual um, organ failure one at a time and then eventually the brain and then, then obviously the heart stops type thing. And I had I had that. I had that because I think it was partly due to the fact that the autoimmune condition It's nothing to do. I mean, people could say it's age, but it wasn't really related to age because eclampsia can hit anybody at any point in pregnancy, irrespective of age. And um, there, but the risk factors are things like um, if you have something to do with your immune system, because apparently they link it to they've linked it to the immune system. So because of the lupus situation, I think that was one of the reasons. And actually, it seemed to be triggered after I had my daughter. So I think something in the pregnancy, in there, and the the 
autoimmune condition that kind of blended and made the situation. So I, I was really ill and um, I had a blood transfusion, everything. I had liver failure, kidney failure. I died apparently. Oh my gosh. And, um, but they said to me the only reason, the only reason why you're still here at 46, because that's the age I had my child, mm. was because of the, you're so fit, they said. We gave you a blood transfusion, all your organs just switched back on straight away. Your, your, your lungs are 20 years younger, you're this, you're that. So that's why you survived. He said a normal 46-year-old wouldn't be here now. So that kind of made me realise that, you know, I, I saved my own life by yeah. staying fit. But, you know, after that, it was very difficult to balance everything because, obviously, I couldn't have my fitness business mm -hmm. because that wasn't going to work because I couldn't do it, really. I mean, I was I, I bounced back pretty fast. Like, within five days, I was kind of back up on my feet and back. And I, I, all the weight that went on as I bloated up with eclampsia because I, I was like stay puff. I was like <laughs> stay puff. I seriously was. <laughs> And then it all sort of deflated, literally. I was a Michelin woman. I've got pictures of me doing a dance. In <laughs> Maybe one day I'll share. Um, but, um, but um, yeah, I was like, stay puff. But it just, I literally went back to my normal size within two weeks. And that was when I thought, you know what, I, I'm going to go back into television and radio and maybe return to fitness afterwards. So that's, so I really, I wrote to a woman and I begged her to give me an opportunity at BBC Look East mm -hmm. as a TV news reporter. And um, I got a job and got a three-month attachment alongside my weekend radio shows on the BBC. And I wrote a piece on there that was quite poignant to me because no one had ever been able to get into the Luton and Dunstable NICU unit, which is the neonatal intensive care unit. But actually, my son Ivory went there for a few days mm -hmm. and then was brought back to Watford, which is where he was born, uh, because they're a higher level. And the reason he went there was to close the, the, the breathing thing in his lungs in, because he was born in his heart because he was born at 28 weeks and three days. Wow. So he was incubated for almost three months. And it was such an interesting experience and a harrowing experience that I thought I need to write about it. So I did a news piece on it on BBC Look East. And um, they amazingly, they let me in because I had, obviously had a passion and a knowledge. They'd never let anyone into that intensive care unit before. We had unprecedented access. And the piece won an award alongside a program it was in. And that was, you know, I'd only been there for three months. So I was like, oh, my God, yeah. this is great. But that invigorated me. And actually, the energy also came from my son, who's so young. And I just had this passion to just, I thought to myself, I've got no excuses now. I've got to get the thing that I wanted to get, which was to become a really well-known person who makes a difference. So, and, and so I'm on my way. But the passion came from all the adversity and all the rubbish and all the, the things that I've been through. I just thought I, I have to win. Definitely. And sometimes we go through these really difficult times. And at the time, we don't really understand why we're going through them. But then later on, we realise there was a reason that we went through that. And often the reason is to help other people and be a support and a mentor to other people who are also going through that. So by sharing your story, I'm very sure that you have and that you will help so many other people that are going through a similar thing. Yeah, well, that would be great. Mm, that that sure. would be the goal. The end goal would be, obviously, just to make a difference. Help. I know it sounds it probably sounds very beauty queeny, you know, when they get on there, <laughs> I want to make a change, I want to help the children. They have lucky kids. They haven't got a clue what it's like to have a kid. When they do, they'll lose that figure, probably. Uh, but, but, you know, but I, it, the reality is that even when I was young, I thought if I could just be like Oprah, mm. if I could be like my hero, I could make some changes and do some good things at least or be an example. So that that would be the end goal, because really, if you look at it, that's 
that's what it's all about. Definitely. And how do you say so positive and so mentally strong? Because even through those difficult times, you're able to have that inner strength. Is that something that you feel that you were just born with? Have you always been like that? Or have you learned tools and techniques over the years to help you with that? When I was young, my dad told me, Nana, there's no such word as can't, it's won't. And he never said, he didn't even tell me I was black. I didn't even know. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't work out that I was different in any way at all because they never ever said all. Oh. And I've heard people say things like, um, oh, when I was young, my dad told me or my parents told me that it's going to be a lot harder for me because I'm black and this and that and the other, blah, 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 blah. And I thought to myself, I was never conditioned like that. Yeah. My dad always told me that, um, you know, there's no such word as can't, is won't. If you put your mind to it, you can have anything that you, you want to achieve. You, you just focus, stay focused. Don't let somebody pull you off track and just... You know, and he got a job. He was a, a head of credit risk at NatWest Markets. I went to a boarding school, a, a top boarding school, international boarding school, travelled from the UK to America on my own mm. at the, from the age of 11 to the age of 16, 17. And sometimes other kids would be on the plane with me and stuff. And, you know, when you see somebody achieving that, you know, we weren't poor. We, we, we were in the top point, whatever percent, in the United Kingdom, and we were black. I didn't even... So at no point did I think, oh, I'm not going to be able to achieve it because I'm black or my, my blackness will make me this. That. I just thought, I'm Nana. This is what I want. This is what, if I focus on it, I can have it and I'll keep focused. And if anybody tries to pull me off track, I'll just ignore them and move them out aside and, and carry on and find it or find another way in yeah. and just keep going until I get it. So no one ever made me think that there'd be anything difficult about the fact that I had a different colour. In fact, my dad said to me, sometimes you might get to a stage where there's a ceiling. It's like a glass ceiling that you can't see, but you have to punch through that, mm. break it. That's amazing. I feel like we all need your dad's advice we in our that. life. I mean, good. just, yeah, amazing. He just said, break it. Yeah. Break it. Yeah. <laughs> it's glass. Yeah. I mean, that that is what we need to do, uh, particularly as women, for for sure. And that's so nice that even now, you know, like you say, you're almost 50 and still you've got that strong attitude, not only to help you through those difficult times, but also just being such a go-getter to things that you want in your career, even though you have faced adversity and you have had to change routes and go around certain corners because certain things have happened. You thought, okay, so that isn't working now, but I'm going to go forward and I'm going to do this and I'm going to be a go-getter and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to tell people this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And then you get it, which is so, so inspirational. And honestly, without sounding cheesy, you should just be so proud of yourself you doing don't. that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's something we don't often say to ourselves, is it? You know, I'm really proud of myself doing that. But other people see it in us. And I just think when we see it, particularly in fellow women, it's just so important to say and to acknowledge. And it yeah. is definitely inspirational and on that note I really would love to chat a little bit about exercise and motivation because I know so many of my listeners are into wellness and of course yoga and face yoga but also exercise but I know at the moment obviously because of everything we're going through in 2020 with COVID, with lockdown restrictions, but also here in the UK house, we're now going into the shorter, darker days, the weather's changed even if someone's listening and thinks, you know, I love my exercise, I know my the benefits of exercising, but I just feel unmotivated at the moment. 
Is there anything you can share with us to really help us feel more motivated to get out there and, and keep going with the exercise? Well, I mean, what I can say is just get off the sofa, stop pontificating, stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, part of my thing is I, I would train people and I, I don't really like personal training people. And there's a couple of reasons why. But the main one is that usually I have to deal with a lot of the psychological reasons why people won't exercise. And they're really deep rooted. Mm-hmm. The reason people won't exercise, there's reasons. You know, and, and the excuses that people make about not, oh, well, I've, I've not got time. I've got to do this. I've got to do. Listen, if there's one thing you won't have, it's time. If you don't take care of your body, it's your it's your vehicle. It's your, you know, you look after your car, you empty your car, you take care of all the other things around you. But people neglect their body. And, and, and you know, and, and that to me. I have to be, I almost feel it's almost sinful that people could ignore the one thing that they could actually almost control. There are obviously things that make it difficult. So you may have a disability, you may have um, an illness that means it's difficult for you to exercise. And I respect those things. But for the rest of us, there are no excuses. If people are sitting there and they feel like they're fat, or they are overweight or obese or whatever, they because people get insulted, you don't call me fat, don't call me this. It's, it's difficult. But I don't know somebody who's horribly overweight who's happy with it. Mm. Even if people tweet about it and say, love yourself in your body and this, that and the other. Most fat people, I've not come across one that wouldn't want to lose weight. So I I, I, I urge people to just realise that if you're going to get fit or gonna, you want to change shape or lose weight, it takes time. And to respect that time and acknowledge that over time, the little steps that you you make become the big step and that's where you end up looking great or fabulous or feeling good about who you are and how you look and that is all part of it if you feel you look good then it can manifest itself mentally as well and and also the exercise itself is good for your mental health so I mean the thing I would share with people is just to acknowledge that being people often say to me oh, it's all right for you you're thin or you, it's not all right for me I've worked hard just because they can't see it they don't realize that it's been a lifestyle. It's been a discipline. It's been, you know, to people say to me, oh, you've got a body like a, a teenager or whatever, or this, that, and the other. It's been, it's been a discipline. It's been a lifestyle. It's been a choice. And it's been, uh, you know, I had to go and do it. I had to make it happen. And it took time. So that, was what, that would be the one thing I'd say to people. Be patient, but be persistent. Because if, you, if you're serious about getting healthy and fit with your body, then it takes time. It does. It does. And like you say, it's a lifestyle and it's about the decisions and the choices that we make every Mm. hour of every day. It Mm. really, really is. It's about our mindset. It's about what we're eating. It's about how we're moving. And if someone's thinking, well, where do I start with this? You know, what is the, the best type of exercise to get going with? I mean, from my point of view, if people ask me this, I often say start with what you enjoy. Because if you don't enjoy something, you're probably not going to be doing it and you're probably not going yeah. to keep it up for life. What else would you say? Obviously, doing something you enjoy is important, but, but what else would you suggest to people? Well, decide clearly what the goal is. Because mm-hmm. if you if your goal is just to increase your stamina, then you're gonna you need to find something that will actually do that. Yeah. So work out what the actual goal is. What is it that you want to do? It's not just losing weight. What is it that you want to achieve? And then focus on that and keep your eye on it. Don't take your eye off it. But I I would go with you and say that whatever you do, make sure it's accidental exercise. So 
you don't realise it. Like people say, oh, I've been walking the dog, I've done this, I've done that, and that's a lot of exercise. But if you do that every single day, then your body's perfectly used to it. So I would say that, you know, it, it has to be a cumulative thing. Add to what you're currently doing and call that your exercise. You know, make it, make a make a place, you know, and, and this is, and, and actually see it as something that you're doing for yourself, as, as a good thing that you're doing for yourself and as a gift for yourself rather than, oh, God, I've got to do my 15 minutes now or my 20 minutes all here. See it as your gift to your body, giving back to yourself and your self-care moment. You know, use it as a moment to reevaluate things and enjoy. You know, I use my yoga to uh, de-stress and I actually physically know that I'm doing that and I look forward to that moment that I can have with myself. So kind of look forward to the moment that you're going to have with yourself when you're exercising and see it as a treat. Yeah. I completely agree. That's exactly how I always motivate myself to move and to do exercise. I almost look forward to it. I think, oh, I can't wait to do my mm. yoga later or I yeah. can't wait to go on that walk up that hill later oh, because yeah, it's going to be, exactly. you know, and you look forward to it. And, and that is the way to look at it. I think as soon as we switch our mindset from this is something I have to do, oh, yeah, I have to do right. my exercise too. Aren't I so lucky to be able to exactly. go and exercise? Yeah. Doesn't it what make a, what a, a blessing, huge difference? Yeah. What a blessing. It does. It does yeah. That the is, fact that you can physically move that way, the yeah. fact that you have the ability to do that. So many don't have that. Yes. And, and the moment that you can have with yourself whilst you're doing it is really the way I see it. I see it as a pleasure, joy and something that is my release. Definitely. And like you said earlier, you know, even if you are going through an illness or something like that, then we can maybe say, OK, well, maybe we can't do the, the type of exercise we want to or maybe that other people are doing. But there's often adaptations to that as well, isn't there? I mean, I was many years ago. This is going back. I mean, I'm almost um, 39 now, going back to when I was 21. I had very, very severe ME, which is what um, got me started on, on my health and well-being journey and, and career. But I was bedridden for a lot of time. But mm. I just did very gentle stretches in bed. That's all I could do. You know, I did yoga stretches in bed. I did breathing techniques in bed, mm. gentle meditation, a little bit of movement of what I could. And I think to myself, I was at that point where I was so ill and so bedridden, but I managed to just do those, those small little adaptations mm. of more traditional exercise. So I don't know if you would agree with that, that wherever we are, we can sort of just adapt and change things Try. a little bit. Just yeah. Do something. Whatever yeah. you can move, move. Give, move. It, give it a go. Exercise yeah. it, you know. And it's not a punishment. No. I think people people take their bodies for granted. And it's just yeah. when some part of it or some bit of it doesn't work as it should do or it's not moving as it would do, then that's when we realise the importance of it. But it takes that for us to realise that. And before you get to that, acknowledge it now and get on with it be appreciative you know if you are obese overweight or whatever you know be thankful that if you can move you can move and then work out how you can do things better yeah you know completely completely agree and that brings me really nicely to my final question which is is very related to everything that you've talked about over the last sort of half an hour um i'd love to know what your top tip for inner peace and self-care is love yourself love yourself i get up in the morning and i i think to myself god thank goodness thank you for letting me wake up this morning thank you count my blessings i say how how happy and, and thankful I am for the moment of even waking up and I look forward to the day. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think if we can have that attitude of gratitude, as I call it, what a difference it makes. Absolutely. And Nana, if people want to get in contact with you, if they want to know more about your exercise routines and everything you offer, how can they do that? Well, if you just search me, Nana Aquia, N-A-N-A-A-K-U-A, you can find me. Or my uh, my fitness pseudonym is Lady Exercise. And it's supposed to be an easy thing that once you've written it down, you'll never forget it. But everyone <laughs> asks me how to spell it. So it's Lady, then the letter X, then the word size, like a size 10. So L-A-D-Y-X-S-I-Z-E. If you look under that, once you've searched it, once you won't forget it. So that's that's me. Thank you, Nana. And we definitely won't forget all the amazing tips and inspiration that you've given us today. Really appreciate you being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Thank you for having me. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.